Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. And in prayer, Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to everyone listening today how much you truly love each and every one of them. In addition, I pray that everyone listening today would have favor with both God and man. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverb 30, beginning in verse 1. The words of Agur, the son of Jaki, his utterance. This man declared to Ithiel, to Ithiel and Ucal, Surely I am more stupid than any man, and do not have the understanding of a man. I neither learned wisdom, nor have knowledge of the Holy One. Who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name, if you know? Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words lest he rebuke you, and you be found a liar. Two things I request of you. Deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me, lest I be full and deny you, and say, Who is the Lord? Or, lest I be poor and steal, and profane the name of my God. Do not malign a servant to his master, lest he curse you, and you be found guilty. There is a generation that curses its father, and does not bless its mother. There is a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed from its filthiness. There is a generation. Oh, how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are like swords, and whose fangs are like knives, to devour the poor from off the earth, and the needy from among men. The leech has two daughters, give and give. There are three things that are never satisfied. Four never say enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not satisfied with water, and the fire never says enough. The eye that mocks his father and scorns obedience to his mother. The ravens of the valley will pick it out and the young eagles will eat it. There are three things which are too wonderful for me. Yes, four, which I do not understand. The way of an eagle in the air. The way of a serpent on a rock. The way of a ship in the midst of the sea. 
and the way of a man with a virgin. This is the way of an adulterous woman. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I have done no wickedness. For three things the earth is perturbed. Yes, for four it cannot bear up. For a servant when he reigns, a fool when he is filled with food, a hateful woman when she is married, and a maid servant who succeeds her mistress. There are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. The rock badgers are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. The locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. The spider skillfully grasps with its hands, and it is in king's palaces. There are three things which are majestic in pace, yes, four which are stately in walk. A lion which is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any. A greyhound, a male goat also, and a king whose troops are with him. If you have been foolish in exalting yourself, or if you have devised evil, put your hand on your mouth, for as the churning of milk produces butter, and wringing the nose produces blood, so the forcing of wrath produces strife. Friends, today we're going to take a look at these last two verses of Proverbs 30. And Proverbs 30, verses 32 and 33, tell us this. If you have been foolish in exalting yourself, or if you have devised evil, put your hand on your mouth. For as the churning of milk produces butter, and wringing the nose produces blood, so the forcing of wrath produces strife. Friends, I'm going to remind you that in both the book of Peter as well as James, the Bible tells us that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. In verse 32 here, we're talking about one person exalting themselves. And friends, only people that are full of pride do that. They talk about how good they are, what they've done, everything they've amassed, everything they've done. And people don't want to hear boasting. And a lot of times it's easy to see why God resists people like that. I don't want to hear anyone who boasts. But anyway, we are going to continue in our study today of the book of Job. And what we're going to do today is look at chapter 6. Now, last week on Wednesday's podcast, in chapter 4, we had Eliphaz beginning to talk, and in chapter 5, he continued his discourse. And we surmised that Eliphaz, since he is the first one 
of Job's three friends that spoke that he was probably the oldest and he probably had a bit more wisdom. It also told us that he had a little bit more discretion and understanding with Job than the other two friends, which we will be listening to shortly. But I'm going to read the entire sixth chapter of Job, and then I'm going to bring up a couple points. Then Job answered and said, Oh, that my grief were fully weighed, and my calamity laid with it on the scales. For then it would be heavier than the sand of the sea. Therefore, my words have been rash. For the arrows of the Almighty are within me. My spirit drinks in their poison. The terrors of God are arrayed against me. Does the wild donkey bray when it has grass? Or does the ox low over its fodder? Can flavorless food be eaten without salt? Or is there any taste in the white of an egg? My soul refuses to touch them. They are as loathsome food to me. Oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant me the thing that I long for, that it would please God to crush me, that he would loose his hand and cut me off. Then I would still have comfort, though in anguish I would exult. He will not spare, for I have not concealed the words of the Holy One. What strength do I have that I should hope? And what is my end that I should prolong my life? Is my strength the strength of stones? Or is my flesh bronze? Is my help not within me? And is success driven from me? To him who is afflicted, kindness should be shown by his friend, even though he forsakes the fear of the Almighty. My brothers have dealt deceitfully like a brook, like the streams of the brooks that pass away, which are dark because of the ice and into which the snow vanishes. When it is warm, they cease to flow. When it is hot, they vanish from their place. The paths of their way turn aside. They go nowhere and perish. The caravans of Tema look. The travelers of Sheba hope for them. They are disappointed because they were confident. They came there and are confused. For now you are nothing. You see terror and are afraid. Did I ever say, bring something to me? Or offer a bribe for me from your wealth? Or deliver me from the enemy's hand? Or redeem me from the hand of oppressors? Teach me, and I will hold my tongue. Cause me to understand wherein I have erred. How forceful are right words. But what does your arguing prove? Do you intend to rebuke my words 
and the speeches of a desperate one which are as wind. Yes, you overwhelm the fatherless, and you undermine your friend. Now therefore, be pleased to look at me, for I would never lie to your face. Yield now, let there be no injustice. Yes, concede, my righteousness still stands. Is there injustice on my tongue? Cannot my taste discern the unsavory? Friends, there's a lot of logic to the words that Job is saying here. And there's a lot of things we really can dig into, but I'm going to go over just a couple things. The second point I'd like to bring up, it says, Do not overreact when calamity comes. And I want to go to verse 3, and it says, Therefore my words have been rash. Friends, a lot of times when things happen to us, especially if it is caused by people closest to us, a lot of times we overreact. And the thing we always need to remember, we have to be mindful of our words. Because words, once they come out of our mouth, can not be taken back. And so a lot of people get in trouble when they are angry or when they are rash is because they spout out at the mouth and then all of a sudden they, oops, I shouldn't have said that, but it's too late. Another thing we find out in this passage of Scripture is that these friends are very close to Job, or at least at one point in life had been, because in verse 15, he refers to these three friends as his brothers. Now, I want you to think about that. If you don't have a real close relationship to a friend, you're not going to call them a brother or sister. The third point I'd like to do, it says we need to have discernment. And we need to have discernment whether you are giving the advice and a good friend or your spouse or maybe your employer comes to you and asks you for advice. So what you have to do is you have to be discerning knowing where that person is coming from. You need to know their background. And friends, do not offer advice to anybody if you don't know their situation or if you don't know them very well. You need to know them well enough to know how they're going to react with the words that you're going to say. Some people are very emotional. Some people are willing to hear what you have to say, and some simply aren't. That's why it's so important to know your friends well. And this is one of the reasons why I suggest you don't have many close friends. Because a lot of times we don't know people well enough that you should offer advice from them. But I'm also talking about discernment in listening 
to advice to people that are close to you. And what I'd like to do is reread verses 24 through 26, and then I'll close. It says, Teach me, and I will hold my tongue. Cause me to understand wherein I have erred. How forceful are right words. I just think that's such a powerful line. But what does your arguing prove? Do you intend to rebuke my words and the speeches of a desperate one, which are as wind? And friends, you can take these three verses, whether you are dishing out counsel to people or whether you are receiving the words of counsel. I like it says, what does arguing prove? And friends, this is what I'd like for you to remember. Don't argue with people. I mean, even if they're your best friends or your spouse or someone you're really close to, listen to what they have to say. If you go to the trouble of asking them for advice, listen to what have they have to say. And this is where discernment comes in. Just because you ask for their advice doesn't mean you have to do what they suggest. Be discerning. Be discerning in your reaction to what people say to you. Don't fly off the handle, but I can tell you that arguing will never do any good at all. So you can converse, you can talk, rationally with people, but arguing is never going to get you anywhere. Another thing that will never get you anywhere is yelling. And a lot of times I see people do this is as they try to rationalize things, their voice goes up and they end up shouting. And shouting is never going to get you anywhere either. Before we close today, let's go back to our two verses that we had today in Proverbs 30, verse 32 and 33. And what I'd like for you to do is just ponder these words as I reread them. If you have been foolish in exalting yourself, or if you have devised evil, put your hand on your mouth. Friends, do not be prideful. Also, do not devise evil. For as the churning of milk produces butter, I want you to think about the old way they used to make butter. You used to churn the butter, and wringing the nose produces blood. Some people have nosebleeds, and if you play with your nose or try to pinch your nose, sometimes blood will come out. So the forcing of wrath produces strife. Friends, we are to avoid strife in our relationships. Strife is never a good thing. Friends, my call to action today is very simple. Is Strife, something that you have in your life? And if the answer to that question is yes, ask God 
what his suggestion is for you to get out of that strife. What can you do differently to try to alleviate that strife and to try to get rid of that strife in your life? The suggested scripture reading for today is to reread our proverb of the day, Proverb 30, a wonderful proverb. And also, if you would, reread our chapter of the day today, chapter 6 of Job. A lot of thought went into that chapter when Job was speaking. And I believe if you really look at each one of those verses carefully, we can learn some good things about how to treat our friends and our loved ones. He has a good argument in many of the things that he says, and I believe it will be beneficial for you to reread that chapter. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I invite you to say a simple prayer after me right now. Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to come to earth and die on a cross so that everyone listening today would have all of their sins forgiven. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on that cross, were buried, and rose on the third day. When you rose from the dead, you have created an opening and restored my relationship with God. Jesus, thank you for doing that. And yet, I still feel I need your help. I ask that you come into my heart. I ask that you lead me and guide me from this point forward in my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you said that prayer, please reach out to me on my webpage, wisdomtodaybk.com. There is a contact tab. Simply put on your name in that tab. Let me know that you said that prayer, or if you have any questions about anything you heard on today's podcast, and I want to get back with you as soon as I can. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, tomorrow is Testimony Day. Please join me and a special guest as we further explore wisdom today.